up, squad? It's Maddie, aka Mads Tads on Instagram, as some of you probably know me better that way. I'm so excited you stumbled upon my podcast so I can take you outside the four walls that is SoulCycle and into the world beyond the bike. Former Hollywood executive assistant turned master instructor at SoulCycle, I'm here to tell you all the wild stories that took me on the journey to get to where I am today and hopefully how we're going to get to our next best versions of ourselves. Stick around. It's going to be a wild ride. This is Mads Tad's Beyond the Bike. Sunday fun day. Whoop! Did we make it? Are all parties accounted for? Please keep your hands and arms inside the monorail at all times. I'm just kidding. But as I'm sitting down to record this on Sunday evening, I actually woke up this morning and I was just like, I had a great day. I've had a great weekend. And the week was great and I can't say enough enough good things. I was like, I, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about on this podcast because I, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm grieving right now. Um, with the rest of the world, really, I'm not finding myself in a place of sadness often, and I'm not really finding this to be heavy and really scary. And I got to chalk that up to just my attitude, the fact that I've hit way scarier rock bottoms than this before, and my faith, just knowing that this is a brief period of time and like many big scary waves in the ocean, the first drop in is like, whoa, I think I'm going to be unwell, and then all of a sudden you steady the course and you figure out how to ride any wave, no matter how big, no matter how scary, how deep the water is, the storm, whatever. It's like all kind of circumstantial with the way you look at it. So really what I want to talk about is, I guess mindset and how you can be showing up during this time and working with what you have. I, it's so funny. I watched, I bought Disney plus and I don't know if I talked about that on my last podcast, but I swear it is the best adult purchase of my life. Like of my life, adult purchase. And it sounds so silly. I mean, maybe not the best, best thing. Like I bought myself some really cool things that I worked hard for. Or I, you know, got my first big girl job or my first big girl check or whatever it was, but something very simple that brought me joy was Disney Plus and they came out with a new movie called Onward and that's what the theme of it is. Um, The theme is work with what you have. Like they're on this kind of like quest adventure and all this like crazy twists and turns happen and all these different roads and trailblazers, whatever. And the older brother and it's just like work with what you have. That's what it's like being an adventurer. You have to work with what you have. You have to like figure out in the moment like what you can use to make the situation work for you and it's so funny because I, I'm a huge Disney fan I've been watching all these Disney movies I literally watched like Brave the other night I've probably watched Frozen 2 no less than 100 times during this quarantine and I just coming from an entertainment movie musical background I just find it so interesting the themes like the themes are all so 
positive and like the journey of the main characters and you know the struggle and how they overcome it it's just like very interesting theme and it's very similar to the emotions that we're all kind of having right now like we are all the <laughs> the protagonist of our own story and we're kind of going on this journey right now as well like ups and downs and having to navigate different things um and I think obviously what makes a Disney movie a Disney movie is the overarching theme or like the main character always seems to find the good and the positive. I mean, like think of any movie where, I mean, every movie I can think of, like there's always, there's always like the problem. How, how are they going to overcome it? There's like that sad, dark moment. I always think of in Frozen 2, the story where she says, you know, do the next right thing. Um, and I just, I think it's really interesting and funny, uh, just food for the I guess that was a bit of a brain dump. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll cut that. Ah! Just kidding. I'm not going to cut it because I think it's pretty relative, but I just listened to myself back. I don't know what I'm doing anymore, guys. Like I just, my brain hurts from the past three weeks and I feel almost like guilty about feeling great. Because I feel like my life hasn't changed that much. I mean, other than the impending doom of like not making money or whatever, my brain just doesn't go there. It's like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to figure out different ways to side hustle and make more money. Because as I've always said, my side hustles have side hustles and I'm selling sweatshirts out of the back of my car and I'm selling shampoo and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing that. I've never been a one dimensional person and I've always been juggling a million things, even when I was working a corporate job, I would bartend or I would dance and I would book videos and I would do like my life was never, I never just had one source of income ever in my whole life. And that's why I feel like I, I'm not as scared right now in terms of money because I, I'm not as scared for that because I hit the rock bottom with that a long time ago and it just no longer, once you've hit your lowest low in some fashion or form with a certain area, be it relationships, be it with addiction, be it with whatever said category is, it's like your brain gets stretched to a new point and your, your mind, your body and what you can handle gets stretched just, and you, you're just different. You're molded and you're, you're different because you picked yourself up from scarier situations. I was just laughing, thinking, because I'll never forget. And this is kind of like just the kind of attitude I have. I was at a pool party. My friend was throwing this huge pool party uh, in the Hollywood Hills ages ago. And the bartender didn't show up. And everybody was freaking out. And I was like, I can bartend. Like, whatever. And it be kind of became a joke for the day. But I remember I was bartending in a hot pink bikini. And I kept calling. There were so many people waiting in line for drinks. I kept calling the drinks one and done's Because I was making them so strong that people wouldn't have to come up for like a while. And <laughs> I remember there were, someone put out a giant, oh, like a, whatever Patron comes in like a million different sizes. They put out this huge Patron bottle and I made like f almost 500 bucks that day. And it was like my friend's pool party and we were just screwing around. So it's like when life gives you lemons, you can decide to shake it up and make tequila or whatever the, or lemonade or whatever the situation is. It all is how you look at it and what you're willing 
to do with the situation and what are you willing to do with what you have? Um, this is a time to get scrappy. This is a time to flex your creative muscles to be like, okay, what's working for me? What's not working for me? I just posted something on my Instagram a few minutes ago. I read it. It was like off of a calligraphy website or something, but it said, hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. It's like in the rush to return to normal, Use this time to consider which parts of normal are you are worth rushing back to. And I was like, holy shit, that's like so true. We're all just dying to get out of this state when really we should be sitting in it. We should be heavy with this state and really think about what's working in our lives and what's not working with our lives. And that in itself can be super terrifying because a lot of people don't like change and they're just comfortable enough that they don't want to mess with things. I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to mess with it. It's good enough. It's good enough. But the good enough is, is where you get in trouble because good enough. Oh, that's in like Glennon Doyle's book right now. It's just all coming full circle. Good enough is, is uh, she says something about the good enough can't exist without the, tr- or the true and good cannot exist something. Oh man, I'm listening to it on Audible, so I can't even pull up the page. If you get the book, you should buy it and listen to it on Audible. I'll probably buy it and then go back and like highlight it. I read books like I used to read textbooks. Like when I read like uh, Gabby Bernstein and Christine Hassler and Marie Forleo and whoever, Abby Wambach, oh love. When I read all these books, I literally will listen to it. I love listening to Audible. I'm like, oh, if you see me out walking, I'm listening to Audible. But I love reading books the way I used to read a textbook. I mean, I always have a highlighter. I have a pen, a felt tip pen. I'm such a weirdo. Like I have to have those paper made colorful felt tip pens. And I am marking up my books like I am in, I don't know, like college level Spanish one whatever course. Like I am all in it. I honestly even went back and looked for that that clip in the book and I apparently didn't write it down and I know I wrote it down somewhere but alas it is it is in the universe elsewhere. Um So yeah, I've been feeling like a little bit of a fraud because I this is kind of where I don't know, being a soul cycle instructor other than the fact that I can't ride a bike right now, my life hasn't changed that much. I did the big scary things a long time ago. A lot of them. I was thinking about this earlier, like, and I had talked to a friend yesterday when we had just met on the street and I was like, you know, I don't really know what to talk about in this podcast. And we started to talk about why people are so upset and why people are in this really negative state. And it kind of, we, we started to talk about grief. Because the reason why people are so sad right now and feeling just so lost and upset, this is a level of grief. Like people are grieving what they once knew to be their life. And they're grieving almost, I don't want to say like the the death of their old life, but like our lives have completely changed from here on out. It's just going to be different. Everything, this virus, this situation no one's no one's safe from it and what i mean by that is no it, everybody is going to feel this in some way shape or form be it monetary be it relationship be it family be it health be it some sort it's going to have some part it will live in the narrative of all of us forever it is going to be a part of our narrative forever more so knowing that and and the depth of that and how 
fucking scary that is. That's when you have to decide, okay, am I going to let this take me under or am I going to keep my head above the waves? You know, I've been saying that for weeks now and it's not just some silly surfer statement. I literally mean like keep your head above the waves, keep it above the news, keep it above that. Stop consuming all the bullshit. Like keep your head above the waves. Don't let the all consuming fear and crap and gook and nastiness and anger and sadness pull you under. It's like quicksand. Like the more you like, don't, don't go there. Just don't. And, you know, I was talking to Carrie Cavanaugh. She brought me on live. Carrie is a news correspondent. I'm blanking on, I think she's with 25 and, um, in Boston. She was saying, you know, your slogan, Maddie, your slogan, Maddie, above all else, fearless, joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. And fearless, it doesn't mean that you're not, like, fear is not present because it's just something that's in all of us. It's just your ability to look fear in the eye and and acknowledge this is scary, but I'm stronger. This is scary, but I'm going to take a step in this direction and handle it. This is scary, but I've battled bigger monsters. And I think that is what makes me fearless in a lot of situations. I've been to some low lows. I've woken up in a jail cell. I have hit some scary, scary, dark rock bottoms that many human beings on earth have never even scratched the surface of. And maybe that's what makes me who I am. And this situation might be the darkest, lowest thing that you've ever dealt with in your life. And I'm letting you know, you're bigger than it. You are bigger than it. And you can survive this. You can do hard things, Glenn and Doyle. You can do hard things. We can do hard things. I remember I got really, 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 really sick when I was auditioning for Patriots Cheerleading. And I talk about it a lot because that was a rock bottom moment for me. Getting sick on the way there at 7 a.m. at Stop and Shop was a rock bottom moment for me in the Stop and Shop bathroom at 7 a.m. before a 12-hour, 10-hour, whatever the day was that I was going to go audition. That was a rock bottom moment. I was like, I can't, I can't feel worse than this. I I don't know if that's possible. I've never felt like this in my whole life. And now whenever anything really, really bad happens, I always, I always go back and I'm like, well, is it as bad as that day? Is it as bad as, you know, being in jail for a weekend? Is it as bad as that DUI you got? Is it as bad? I think of the worst, most horrible, most shit days of my life. Is it as bad as the day I left my 4.30 class and I hadn't heard from my parents for like five or six hours and I called the vet and I said, hey, I, I think my parents are there. I think my dog is there. Like, uh, Her name's Daisy. I'm the Ciccone family. Like, um, it, Were they there? And then I, I'll never forget the lady was like, yeah. And I said, okay, well, uh, what's going on? Did they leave with the dog? And she said, they didn't leave with the dog. And I just hung up the phone. This is rumbling. Brene Brown, we're rumbling right now. And maybe you haven't rumbled with grief and shame and despair and being so fucking terrified for your life that 
this is so new and scary for you and my heart is going out to you, but I'm also letting you know that what you do now will determine how you handle all the other scary things in your life. Like I think of so many hard situations that I can't, I can't even fathom when I look at other people's lives and somehow we're all, we're all doing it. We're all battling it. We're all in this together in some weird, strange way, shape or form. It's like, I don't necessarily know the level of what's going on in, with your life and your relationships and your dog, like your job and your husbands and your wives and your babies and sisters and mommies and kittens and whatever it is, but I can relate to grief that we can all maybe relate to on some fraction of a level. And I think that's essentially what we're having to deal with here. That's why there are moments like I felt really great this week and I moved my body and I got up and I, you know, I made my schedule exactly how it usually is, except that I can't ride a bike. So at this time I go work out and at this time I have lunch and at this time I do this and then I'll do some computer work and then I'll playlist and I make my day as normal as I possibly can because I know that when I am idle and I sit around and I allow my brain to start to think about how bad it will be, then it's going to be absolute shit. My mind will run away with me. My imagination will play dark, dark, dark scenarios out. So don't even let that happen. Stay busy. Stay in movement. I can't tell you how many times people have said, well, I feel like shit because I've been eating all this junk food and I've been boozing myself to like the point of like no return. And I'm like, well, what did you expect to feel good? Like, I don't, I always think of that, like, if you put shit fuel in a Ferrari, do you think it's going to run good? Probably not, right? Probably the frig not. It's tough, right? This shit is tough. And I think that's another thing, vulnerability. People don't want to, people don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about the tough stuff. We just, we just fucking love the highlight reel, man. And we just want to see all the good things. I don't want to see the hard work and I don't want to see the tears and I don't want to see X, Y, and Z. But I, my biggest argument lately has been, I, that's where the magic happens, when you can literally like peel back your rib cage that's just so tightly around your heart and just let it let it rip. That's something I made up when my dog died. That's the deepest grief I know thus far. So that's what I, I that's what I relate my my deepest griefs to. Uh, my dog dying and having it so wound up around my heart, it just felt it felt like somebody was ripping my rib cage away from my body like and I cried and I cried and I could not stop crying and maybe that's you right now maybe you're crying and crying and you're crying in public and maybe somebody you love so much has been lost to this horrible virus and you're crying and I want you to know and I'm telling you this right now that that is okay it's so okay I even went as far as to name it something when I would just be out in public and I would just start crying and once in a while it, it still will get me. I'll run into a lab puppy or I'll see a different situation or I'll see somebody with their grandma and I, and I get choked up. And you know what I call it? I call it letting it rip. Let it rip. I said it a lot in my soul cycle class too. Let it rip. It's like when we're just... I say it in an act when it's just like you're running and you're just, ah, 
let it go. Let it rip. And it's painful and, yeah, scary. But then all of a sudden, your tears kind of dry up and you shake it off a little. And little by little, day by day, with more time that passes, you find yourself feeling a little more like yourself. A little bit back to normal. Whatever quote-unquote normal is these days, our new normal, but it's time. It's learning. Like I said, maybe these are new emotions that you've never grappled with. Maybe you've never gone this low. Maybe going this deep scares the absolute shit out of you. And to that, I urge you to go even deeper. Go even deeper. Get super low. Figure out what you're made of. Figure out what takes you there. And then you start to build back up and figure out what you can do to pull yourself out of that. What pulls you out of that person, place, thing, concept, thought, whichever. It's crazy, emotional, spiritual, deep work. It's work. This is work. These are unprecedented times right now. We can't relate this to anything else in our life other than, yes, the feeling of grief. And I'm sure... We've all experienced it to some level, some deeper and scarier and a lot darker than others, but it's still grief. It still rings similar when it's knocking on the door and it requires all of us to get really raw and really real and that can be super uncomfortable and make us super vulnerable and maybe we're crying and maybe we're angry. I find myself going to anger a lot lately and I'm like, no, you're better than that. And then I get to movement. I go on a run. I make myself move because it changes my state. And then I come back and I'm like, okay, now I can assess where I am and why those feelings were bubbling up and I can really dissect the situation. And that's only coming from it from a roundabout way where I, okay, I, I, see the thought, I have the feeling, I forgive myself for having it, I try to move my body, get myself out of it, pull myself out of whatever negative state I'm in, and then come back to it from a different, clear lens that's not fogged up with whatever white rage or emotion that I'm feeling at the time, and then I can really start the work. That's where the work begins. But I think main theme that I want to make sure is super heard is what's happening right now is not anything any of us have ever experienced. We have zero grasp on it and it's changing every single day. I can't even think of how I want to wrap this up. I just, ah, how you feel is valid and be in the lows, but also know that the lows don't last and that it's up to you to be bigger and stronger and pull yourself out of them and navigate these rough waters as best you can by using any means that's going to change your state and bring you back 
to a positive outlook, to clear eyes and full hearts and find your way through it, no matter how bad things get. It is always going to be your outlook and what you're willing to do, the next best thing. If you sit around, why did this happen? Woe is me. Or you can say, what can I do to make sure this never happens again? What can I do to put myself in a completely different state so that I never feel the way I feel ev- like that ever again? It's like, it, there's, that's, that's the power. That's the power play. So play that card, not the woe is me card. You are so much stronger than you give yourself credit for. Say that in class all the time. They're such golden nuggets. You are so much stronger than you give yourself credit for. And I always tell this story particularly, we'll we'll throw it back and if you've taken my class before, I love you so much and I appreciate your butt being on that bike and hanging out with me in that room. And if you've never taken my class before, I gosh, I hope that we can meet somewhere in the universe and that we can we can ride together at some point. But I relate life a lot to the waves in the ocean. And usually the biggest, scariest wave that you're so terrified of and it's just like so scary is actually usually the best ride. And if you're only brave enough to paddle out as fast and as hard as you can instead of heading for shore, the safe waters, but being brave and courageous and willing to go deep, that's where the magic happens. You're always weirdly rewarded by the like the universe in some way, shape, or form. And you're sitting there like, wow, how'd I do that? I'm so this is gonna be luck. This is gonna be blah. This is gonna be no. You you did that. You caused that. You created that for yourself by choosing to be brave and choosing to do the scary stuff. Lean in, right? Lean into it. And this too shall pass. This is going to end. Real question is, when we go back to our said lives, how are we going to change? What's going to be different about us? I always say this or something better. This or something better. I really hope that this week's podcast resonates with you and I hope that you know it comes from such a place of love and adoration and awe for each and every one of you that is moving through this with as much grace as possible, myself included. And I'm just sending you so much love and so much light and know that this is going to end. It will end. No storm lasted forever. So just do what you can with what you have and keep your head above the waves. May you always be joyful, loving, and above all else this week, fearless.